Hey you guys, welcome back to another episode of In The End, There's Always a Disney God. Um, before we get into today's episode, y'all already know, DisneyGod.tk. Um, and not just DisneyGod.tk, but also subscribe to my blog, get you some merchandise. Um, some merch at shop.disneyguide.tk. And yeah, let's get into today's episode of what we're going to be talking about today. So today, we're actually going to be reviewing... So, today's what if is, what if episode 8, it is about Ultron, and it's time for me to read in, let me see what's been, what's been to go down. For all the loose plot threads dangling in the many worlds of what if, it was surprising to see this week's what if, what week's episode immediately pay off last week's cliffhanger. Ultron arriving on the scene with a full set of infinity stones. The Myrtle Robot is a dead set on fulfilling his programming and wiping out sentient life. So the only question is whether humanity has the will to stop him. Well, that and is the Watcher finally going to move move his melon on a toothpick head and help us out? As we near the end of the season, what if is more for, forthcoming with answers to questions like, these, leaving this week's alternate sequel to 2015's Avengers Age of Ultron is one of the clearest displays yet of what if strengths and potential for extrapolating worthwhile stories of the MC out of the MCU canon. What if has done well at choosing specific interesting points to diverge from the stories we know and continues that trend by explaining that this universe saw the Avengers fail to recover the vibranium android body that would become host to Vision giving Ultron an organic invincible shell with which to destroy all mankind and destroy all mankind he does. The Watcher's retell retelling of Ultron's victory is surprisingly bleak and sober, which sets up the stakes for the rest of the story nicely. Episode 8 does a good job keeping the themes of Age of Ultron at the forefront by centering the story on the lone, the, um, lone human survivors of Ultron's nuclear holocaust. Black Widow and Hawkeye, it's always valuable in MCU stories with gods and celestials and eternals and so on to remind us just why the normies like Natasha and Clint belong on the table. Often joke about for their lack of powers, they're an obvious choice as a long shot, long shot last hope. But in the context of Ultron's Inhuman Legion, focusing on them feels appropriate. Belle fares far better as Natasha this time out, mainly because the setting keeps the character more grounded and less jokey than she was in episode three. More attention is given to Clint's story, who's struggling to fight on after losing his family, and Renner brings that dawning challenge to life well through his performance. Clint's wavering will to serve to survive serves as the argument against Ultron's philosophy in, micro, in microcosm. Well, Captured in a stunning shot of a solo Clint going up against hundreds of Ultron drones at once. This episode feels the most cinematic of any What If installment yet, which goes a long way towards making it feel like a continuation of the events of Age of Ultron. 
What if doesn't spend much time on depending our understanding of the of Ultron with his more nonced pers personal personal motivations, taking a backseat to his broad peace in our time directive. But with his father figure dead at this point, finishing the job he started is good enough in, is a good enough incentive. Marquand goes two for two on subbing in the MCU villain actors, capturing James Spader's sneering superiority. Well, though his Red Skull has a touch more fidelity to the original performance than his, than his Ultron. Ultron's aptitude for universal slaughter leaves him in the same situation as Strange Supreme, along all of creation with only the Watcher to keep him company. But a complete set of Infinity Stones is only the key Ultron needs to open the door to the multiverse. And the confrontation between the two beings send the episode into mind-bending territory. The Watcher's choice to abandon pass passivity and actively engage in the story he's narrating has been telegraphed since the very start of What If. And it was a little disappointing to see the decision was driven not by a moral resolution, but by self-preservation. After Ultron broke his door in and waved the Infinity Stones at him threateningly, the Watcher in Ultron's multiverse trap tra traversing battle calls to mind Doctor Strange in Cacalus. No, Cassilius. Cassilius, mirror dimension duel and goes for broke on Gonzo visuals, including a killer Galactus nod. But does suffer from the show not establishing what the Watcher is capable of it in a fight. Because we have no way to know how strong the Watcher is, especially relative to a complete set of Infinity Stones, we spend most of the fight asking, what can the Watcher do? And you know what? That's what I said. Because the way the Watcher looks over the universe, you would think that he's the most powerful character out of the entire universe, in the MCU universe, because you see him watching watching the universe closely. So you would think he's the most powerful, the most powerful MCU character. I mean, that's what you would think. Um, the answer to both appears to be whatever the writers need. The sequence ends up being less effective than mo moments where Ultron drones are closing in on Clint and Natasha. As the cost and likelihood of their failure is clear and easy to connect to, balancing action and plot and understanding which stories benefit from that focus shifting one way or the other has been one of What If's biggest challenges, and this week it is no different. While the Ultron Watcher fight works overall, the Ultron Captain Marvel showdown on Zondar feels like a diversion engineered to add one more fight scene. Age of Ultron works best in, a, in its quiet moments, pondering heady, existential questions. The same goes for episode H, which aside from occasional students, does a decent job balancing big ideas and big draws. What if finds yet more success reviving a defeated villain in the true age of Ultron, giving the homicidal robot a chance to shine with a full complement of Infinity Stones at his disposal, while Ultron's discovery of the multiverse and the Watcher's breaking of the oath provide, provide a fantastical confrontation? It's Clint and Natasha's more grounded story that really sells just how desolate a future with no free will would be. Yeah, episode eight was pretty deep. Um, not gonna lie to y'all about that. It was definitely pretty deep. Um, but yeah, you would think that um you would think that what if would be I mean that the watcher the watcher that you I don't know if you guys seen the what if poster. Um, but in the poster, um the watcher is 
he's looking over the universe. And you would think that a person that is doing that, you would think, oh, they must have significant power. I mean, that's what any MCU fan would think. But, I mean, obviously he doesn't. Um, well, yes, it's, it's just whatever the writer needs at this point. Um, but thank you for listening in to today's episode. I hope you enjoyed it. Um, yeah, we're close to the series finale of What If. Um, well, let me make sure, let me make sure. Will What If have only one season? Will What If, will What If have a season two? The season two premiere day and exactly. Oh, they said there might be a chance that season two may premiere in 2022. Um, it might. Um, it says Bradley said that there were a number of stories considered for the Marvel show, which explores MCU events in alternate timelines. Bradley said some stories that weren't featured in season one will be considered for season two. Well, the good news is that there is going to be, oh, yeah, there's going to be a second season. That's what, they, what they're saying. Um, but yeah, I hope you enjoyed today's episode. Make sure you listen in, you know, subscribe to this podcast on both all on all streaming platforms. And um, yeah, DisneyGuy.tk, y'all already know what to do there. And um, yeah, get you some merch, you already know what to do there as well. Shop.DisneyGuy.tk. Um, I hope you enjoyed today's episode. Um, and yeah, bye-bye, guys.